Social Strategy Podcast, episode 55. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey everyone, welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, good old-fashioned networking. And I'm your host, Vernon Ross, and today I have a very special guest, Jared Easley from Starve the Doubt. I did not do an intro in this podcast, and you guys are going to find out why. If you heard the clamor, you already know why. So, you know, definitely check me out on Clamor. Follow the uh, clamors that I upload from time to time, and you're going to get a funny little treat about why there is no intro. But I wanted to go ahead and get right into the episode. But before we do, I wanted to talk about our sponsor. This week, our sponsor is SocialStrategyAcademy.com. SocialStrategyAcademy.com is where you can find all the latest training info. There's some free stuff out there on social media, networking, online business, pretty much everything that you can find here on the podcast in deep dive course format. There are some free things out there. Like right now, while this episode is brand new for the next seven days, the sponsorship success kit that I talked about at Podcast Midwest just this past weekend, um, January, February, March, April, what's this, May? <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't remember what month it was. So this May, this past May 23rd, I talked about it at Podcast Midwest and my session was on sponsorship. This is information that I've never actually fully released to the public. So you guys can get it right now for free if you go out to socialstrategyacademy.com. Make sure to check it out in the show notes. And with that, I want to go ahead and get right into the episode. This is a good one. And I'll see you guys on the back end. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, Yeah, but let's go. Let's do it. I'll figure out something. All right, I'll count us in. Three, two, one. Yo. Yep, this is bad. <laughs> okay, so I got Jared Easley. He's here on the mic. Rocking on the Social Strategy Podcast tonight. That's about as good as it gets. Let's do it. Wow, Vernon. That's the best freestyle on a podcast. I'm sure that... Oh, that was horrible. Dude, you're from the loo and you're proud. You know, I can recite other people's rap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had an opportunity to do it just then, but you opted not to. Yeah, man, you know, I went a blank. It's all good, man. I hope you keep this in. I I, I personally think it's funny. Yeah, I'm keeping it in. Too much Radio Disney, dude. They, what people just heard is a a uh, a white boy from Alabama attempting to beatbox and and a black guy from St. Louis that can't rap. There's no defending either <laughs> one of those. So, you know. I got yo out though. <laughs> I think you're gonna get some tweets that say hashtag judge, <laughs> like I, I, harsh judgment. That that's what'll be right. Harshly oh, judge. Harshly judge. Hashtag harshly judge. Oh yeah. There you go. All right, man. So it's been two weeks since New Media Expo. Seems yep. like longer for some reason. And I learned a valuable lesson at, at New Media Expo, man. What was that? that? That is, uh, I was in Vegas for, I think, six days. And oh that my is God. way, way too long yeah. to be in Las Vegas it for is. six days. It is. Staying if on the strip. A, yeah. yeah, if you ever get a chance, don't. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was there for five. I, I went. I went with a buddy from the UK for literally a vacation. Nice. And that was two days too long? Yeah. 
at least two days. At, at least, because after the first day, I was ready to go for a lot of reasons. But I'm like, yeah, okay, this was not a good idea to room with somebody for five days. Well, with great respect, and I, I had a roommate too, by the way. And with great respect to NMX, um, I don't care what the event is. I, I don't think I can do more than, than, like you said, three days max. But I think two is probably the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or two nights. I think I think you do more than that, and it's it's like I, I mean I, I felt like it took me several days once I got home just to get right. Exactly, exactly. So you know, in in social strategy podcast history, I've never not done an intro for a guest. Well, I take that back, and uh, all of this is staying in. So you guys are just gonna have to you guys are just gonna have to deal with it. Vern is like, man, we're way beyond the, the yeah. I care yeah, portion this, of the podcast. These are these are two guys just that know each other, like each other. I think Jared likes me mostly. Man, Vernon, you're my friend of years, buddy. <laughs> hashtag social riff. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I've had worse hashtags, I promise. So you know, it's it's one of those things where You've got you've done a lot of stuff, man, in the past two years. I mean, for all you guys that don't know, I'm talking to Jared Easley, Starve the Doubts Podcast, co-founder of Podcast Movement, and just an all-around awesome guy. Jared has been so much and done so much for the podcasting community over the past year that I think it's gonna go down as far as social media, digital website event history as one of the events that solidify the podcasting industry. And I, I really, I really truly mean that because it's, I've been to a lot of events and the thing that's different about podcast movement is that you actually get to connect with people from every point in the timeline, from the very beginner to like the rock star superstars of podcasting. And it's done in such a way that you'll leave that event learning something. So there's my plug for podcast movement. And of course, Jared, welcome to the show. <laughs> you know, Vernon, there's been two cheap imitations. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Two imitations of podcast movement on two different continents. So was that imitation is the highest form of flattery or that, that, that might not be exactly right, but I think that's interesting. Well, at least it means that you're doing something right. <laughs> If you're you're not doing it right, and if people don't want to steal it from you, I lost you. I lost you there, Jared. Hey, I, I think the Social Strategy Podcast is a great podcast. Your previous guests speak for themselves, and I, I got to say, man, it's an honor to be here. But one one of your previous guests was Patrice Washington. That's somebody that you connected was. me with. She ended yeah. up being a guest on my podcast. You know how podcasters do; they kind of right. pass around good info and good guests as they should. And um, I just saw on Facebook today, she made an announcement that she's got a new book deal coming out for 2016. Yes. And I got to say, man, that, that she, she had mentioned in the Facebook status about how her grandmother had encouraged her to write this particular book about money and how it was going to change people's lives. And her grandmother's not living anymore. Uh, I think I've read that correctly. Mm -hmm. And then she was talking about how now, you know, that kind of inspired her. Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write this book. And now you know, a series of steps, how that led her to get involved with Steve Harvey. And then, um, you know, some of the things that have happened with the money maven and, and the cool things that have happened with her that people can go back and listen to your podcast to hear about. But, um, you know, it's really cool to see the different connections you've made Vernon and then the impact that those people are having in the world. Uh, dude, I don't think there's any better place to be than the social strategy podcast. 
<laughs> Dude, you're awesome. I, you know, I really, I really feel that way. You know what? And that's something I wanted to talk about about you. Yeah. You, you're like the consummate promoter and I guess purveyor of other people's stuff. And it's amazing in the way that you do it because it's it's genuine every time you do it. And I've seen people that try to connect people, but you do it in a way that really feels good and really feels genuine. That was very nice of you to say about the podcast. And I know that you're telling the truth that you actually feel that way. And I hope I hope there's at least one other person that feels that way other than me. But, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that I've noticed about you. And where did that skill come from? Uh, I, I think, I think growing up, I was number one. I was raised reasonably well. I mean, my mom, you know, wasn't perfect by any means, but she definitely kind of ingrained in me the the idea of of uh, trying to treat others the right way. And then uh, I was in the military, and I learned um, just. I mean, I, I'd already had a a background of understanding respect with elders and stuff. I think the military kind of helped solidify that too, just being respectful and trying to be a gentleman. And, and, and then another thing happened to me when I started my podcast, I remember nobody listened to it and I I tried to get all these great guests and I thought I was super cool because I'd interviewed somebody that I thought was, you know, famous or whatever. And the analytics was like crickets, like nobody was listening. (laughs) And, um, you know, I won't, I won't get into a, a whole um, dark side of the podcast here, but I went through some really challenging stuff, Vernon, where I got let go from my job. And um, shortly after that, my, my wife sent me to the grocery store to, um, to pick up some items for a Pinterest recipe. She was making dinner. And I remember going and I was picking up maple syrup and it was like four bucks or something. And I get maple syrup and I go to the cashier and I swipe my check card and it got declined. And I remember I looked at my wallet. I didn't have any cash. And that was just one of the most embarrassing moments to have to give back a $4 bottle of maple syrup because I didn't have the money to buy it. And, And in that moment, Vernon, like the voice in my head was louder than ever. I think most people are going to know the voice, you know, the voice that's telling you, oh, you can't do this. Or you, yeah. I mean, that, that voice was telling me that you're a loser. You know, you're a pitiful loser. You know, you can't even pay for maple syrup. You know, what's happened to you? And uh, I got to say, the thing that really helped me come out of that moment, because that was a difficult moment, Vernon, was I got an email from this girl who had listened to my podcast and at the time, I didn't think anybody was listening, Vernon. And she wrote to me and said, hey, I really enjoyed this. This meant a lot to me. Thank you for the work that you do. And I, I was probably over-emotional as it was because of being just kind of in a challenging season and a challenging moment. But reading that email really encouraged me because she had noticed me yeah. in a moment when I when I felt like I really uh, needed that encouragement. And the nice thing that happened from that, Vernon, that, that I feel like has kind of changed my perspective on the way I deal with people and the way I treat people is um, I realized she had given me a gift by noticing me, and, and maybe that's something I could reciprocate and give to other people. And so I really made a commitment that day. Hey, I'm going to really make a conscious effort of being genuine and authentic and trying to support other people, and I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not always going to do it right, but I am going to try to lift people up and, and try to support others. And so that, that kind of became my mission. And, and when I had that mindset shift, Vernon, that's when 
opportunities started to open up until I, until I started looking at things that way. Uh, it just seemed like I was banging my head against the wall and I'm, I'm thankful to say I've got money to pay for maple syrup now and you know, things have gotten better, <laughs> right? But, but, uh, the point is that in, in supporting others and, and, um, noticing other people that has created rapport, that's created friendships. And over time that's created reciprocity where people wanted to, um, say, Hey, we really like Jared. And, and you think about that, Vernon, if you're you're kind of actively noticing other people that are listening to the social strategy podcast or you're mentioning them on the show or whatever that is over time, people appreciate that. And then they start to talk about that, man. We just love Vernon. Vernon's Vernon's the man. And when you get enough people saying Vernon's the man, other people start to listen to that. If it's just you, they won't really care. But if it's, (laughs) if it's multiple people saying Vernon's the man, people will be like, well, let me check out what Vernon's up to. And that's called building the army. So if you want to get noticed, you want your idea, your business, or something to get noticed, that's kind of the way it starts. But a lot of people don't like that. They hate that strategy because it's not instant. It's it's planting a garden. And when you're hungry right that moment, you don't want to plant a garden. That's not doing you any good if you're hungry right that second. Yeah. That's why a lot of people skip over it. But if they're willing to do the work and they're willing to get their hands dirty and they're willing to genuinely and authentically notice other people, that they want to serve, that they want to do business with, that's how you start to create momentum. Well, yeah, you, um, I don't think I've ever heard that story. I don't recall you ever telling that, but thank you for sharing that. I, um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't share that story for a long time, Vernon, because I was embarrassed of that story. And somebody told me, it was a guy named Brian Orr. He told me recently, he's like, Jared, people don't really feel like they know you. They like you, but they don't feel like they know you. Yeah, And that, that kind of hit me. It was like, well, maybe, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to admit some of this stuff because I feel like my story doesn't really matter. I don't have this big story like some other people. And he's like, that's just, you know, the head trash. You know, you you, yeah. you have a story. It may It's your story. People want to know you, so don't be afraid. You, you've supported and encouraged enough people now. It's it's okay for you to tell your story. Yeah. You know, and just, just don't tell it in a way that's right you know, trying to be braggadocious or whatever. You just be humble and, and share what, what's happened. And there'll be people who can appreciate that. You know, you, you know, you know, how it goes <laughs> and you can too. And you can too. And, and, and <laughs> in some cases that's true. And in some cases it's not like right. uh, this, this website, we just looked at, we are podcast.com. Oh, you mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> I, that's the Australian version of the podcasting conference, which yeah. we were just laughing about. before. Yeah, we they, they, they look like they're going to, well, they, I'll just may, nice. may, may, maybe they can too. We'll see. Maybe they can too. Yep. Yeah, that's that's funny. You know, it's something that uh, Patrice. When you mentioned Patrice, it's something she mentioned to me was that she was a she was ashamed to share that she had lost everything. She built this million dollar real estate business while she was still in college, and lost it all at the economic downturn in two thousand eight, and didn't want to tell people that because she was like, "Well, who am I to give financial advice?" And I lost everything. Mm. You know, couldn't buy Taco Bell to feed my baby, couldn't afford milk and, you know, I mean, collecting change to try to feed my family and couldn't do it. And it was embarrassing to her. But once she finally started sharing that story, she actually ended up connecting with more people and people felt like they could come to her because, you know, she had achieved a lot of success. So, you know, people look at it and they're like, well, I'll never get to where Patrice is because look at where I am now. And once she started sharing that story of how, Hey, look, I lost everything. And this is how I rebuilt it. 
that was when her brand, it was already taken off, but that's when it really, really took off and she started connecting with people. And I think it's good for you to share that because, you know, podcast movement is great and everything, your achievements are great, but I, I hope that somebody hears that and they can identify with, oh, wow, I've gone through that too. Mm-hmm. And this guy that seems like he is just crushing it and is crushing it in this field it's like man i could i could do that i could actually i i can too in the non-cheesy way and you know in the oh wow there's there's hope if you can come back from that if you know like pat flynn talks about with being let go from his architectural job after all the school and all this college and all the hard work that he put into doing it and then being let go but having this other thing that he built that you know kind of tells people hey you can you can do this too in the way that you told it it's I appreciate that and appreciate you for sharing that because not a lot of people want to get personal and talk about who they actually are versus what they actually do. And I think it's so important. It's one of the ways I've been able to connect with people as well. I'm learning real fast, learning that it's it's also just as important to pay attention to what types of statements you're telling yourself because um, it's real easy to feel discouraged and defeated and stuck and I would encourage anybody that's feeling like that in the moment, man, you need your community. You need people who want you to win. You need those types of folks, man. And if you just don't have that immediately around you, don't be ashamed. Reach out to Vernon. Reach out to myself. Start connecting with people in Facebook groups. Start paying attention to hashtags on topics that you're interested in. Just start reaching out because there's a lot of people out there that want to connect, that want to network, they want to continue to meet good people. And I think that's the start is you you just surround yourself with good people the best you can, even that, even if that's online. And then I think from there is, is you, there's just such an awesome resource with the internet, you know, whether it's free podcast or YouTube videos or uh, all kinds of blog posts, there's so many options out there. What, what is the problem that you're having? You know, start looking up solutions to that. Chances are there's a podcast or a blog or, um, videos or stuff that address that and just start getting good advice, man. You can start changing your life if you can uh, get a little bit of a community and you can start getting some good advice. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. No doubt. So when you saw Star of the Doubts just like start to really, really grow, what was your, what was the, the, the interview that you got that you just knew that you weren't going to be able to land and how did you do it? Uh, well, I mean, so this is interesting that the interviews that I thought were huge were exciting in the sense that I got to talk to someone who was interesting, but the value, uh, from that was, uh, I guess perceived credibility. Okay. I had a conversation with, you know, someone who's, who's reputable and people read their books and they're a New York times bestselling author, but, uh, those people, while they were generous to give their time, they didn't run out and share the episode, Vernon. And, mm-hmm. um, and that was a little devastating to me because I thought, well, that's what people do. That's how this works. But it isn't. And and I had a, a little bit of a wrong perception there. But uh, I needed that because I then later figured out what does work is when you have conversations with people who are who are in the trenches or they're, they're uh, just a little bit further ahead of you. And then they can uh, remember what it was like <laughs> to be yeah. at the beginning. And they can say, hey, here's what I went through. Here's, here's how I navigated that. So I started having those types of conversations with people that just weren't super – ridiculous, uh, on top of the mountain, well-known. But when I started having conversations, just everyday people that had good stories, that's when I saw the show started to grow and more people were interested, more people were tweeting it and talking about it. And, uh, I've tried some little strategies too. I mean, I'm always trying something to, you know, to to change it up a little bit. And, 
uh, you know, like a beatboxing intro or something. That doesn't. <laughs> I figured out that doesn't work. Vernon's about to figure that out, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, just trying different things, and and then just meeting a lot of really good people. And I think now we're at a point where we've talked to so many good people that's getting the takeaways and trying to put that and capture that in a book. I think that's the next step. Right. No, that's awesome, man. So you know what's what's funny um, about that whole thing is I learned that lesson. There's a guest, her name was Shauna McKenzie, and Shauna worked extremely hard after our interview to share it in as many possible ways as she could. I mean, she was like a beast sharing the interview, and she did it more so than a couple people that were, I mean, huge names that everybody would know. And I got more traffic from that and more new listeners and more interest in a totally different market of people that I didn't even think would be interested in my podcast, all based off of the activity (laughs) that she put into promoting the episode. And the way that I found her is one of the things I do on Twitter. And as noisy as Twitter is, I still try to do it. I look at each person that follows me when I get a chance. And I was like, oh, wow, who is this? Who are these five women on this icon who is this that just followed me she followed me i looked and i went out to her site and i saw this video of these little girls having these very um self-limiting belief conversations and talking about you know that he'll like me more if i do this or he'll like me more and the reason it struck me is because i have girls and these were young girls i mean they were seven eight nine years old saying that they'll look better if they just lose a couple more pounds. And it was it was a very moving video. And I'm like, oh, my God, who is this? And so I looked her up, and I just reached out to her on Twitter. I'm like, this is interesting. I want to know more about this video. Why did you shoot it? What's it about? And what's this movement about that you're trying to do? And she's an image consultant, and they've got this you know website called Best Kept Self. I had no idea it was this huge blog followed by a lot of women and we connected, and she was one of, one of the best guests I've ever had on in, in the respect of traffic to the website and, you know, the everything around that. And it was just because it was a random person that I ran into on Twitter. Wow. You know, Vernon, I, I think you hit on something that I, I love. Uh, you weren't afraid to have a conversation with someone that just wasn't the big name, but someone that was doing something interesting. And then I'm going to uh, jump on top of that. Uh, one guest that I had that's been the most downloaded episode of all of the podcasts that I have was a stay-at-home mom that did homeschooling. And I remember when a friend of mine, Jody Mayberry, told me, hey, you should interview Sarah McKenzie. I thought, Sarah McKenzie? I don't know who that is. What, you know, why? And reluctantly going through that interview and then posting it and seeing the numbers like explode <laughs> was like, What? Yeah. Why? Like, I don't get it. Like, but just she just had such an engaged community that just love her to death for what she does. Uh, so, so I, I think the takeaway there is don't judge a book by its cover. When I first started working with my business partner Dan Franks, uh, what some people don't know about Dan's, he used to be a former professional wrestler. What? And yeah, yeah this is a true story. <laughs> Dan would go to high school gyms around the country, and he would body slam people and clothesline them off the top rope, <laughs> and uh, he would do it for like twenty five bucks and a hot dog. I mean, it, it would have been real easy to look at Dan Frank's dude. I'm serious, Vernon. We're gonna Google his picture. You're gonna crack up when you do this. Uh, if you Google Danny Matthews wrestler, you'll see. Yeah, do it right now. Uh, just have a good ha- have a good laugh with me because this is good stuff. 
Um, but the point of this this topic is it had been real easy to look at Dan and be like, Dan's a wrestler. Like, why Whoa. would I? Stra- why would I? Stra- <laughs> why would I strategically align with a, a high school gym wrestler who's not even in the WWE? You know, like. But the point is, is, is he learned a lot about entrepreneurship when he was going through that. He learned about uh, teamwork. He learned about, you know, you know, what it takes to kind of engage community. Those the things that are actually really valuable. And he's a CPA during the day, uh, which most people probably wouldn't, you know, assume that that's someone who's a wrestler does that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the point is, is now he's ended up being not just a really good friend, but an incredible business partner. He has tons of strengths in areas that I'm extremely weak at. And we work really well together. But it would have been real easy in the beginning to say, oh, I'm not going to align with him, you know. Right. So, but, but you just don't know where somebody's going to be in two years or five years, Vernon. You don't know. So that's that's hopefully something that uh, people take away is, is, yeah, there are patterns. There are decisions that people make that um, you, you can say that person's not definitely not somebody I want to be working with. But there are other folks that just because they're not on a certain level, don't write them off because you just don't know where they're going. You don't know how they're going to get there. You don't know how long it'll take. And I think it had been real easy for me to write off Dan, or it would have been real easy for people to just write us off about podcast movement. But now, just in a short time, the yeah. event is uh, is doing really, really well, and it's having a huge impact in the you know in the podcasting space. Yeah, I would say so. This is amazing. I'm looking at Dan and a speedo. <laughs> well, I don't know what images you're looking at. I was just talking about wrestling. Well, he's he's a wrestler. He's a wrestling speedo. That makes so. me nervous. Right. Well, that was the other career he didn't tell you about. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I didn't see those. Oh my god! I take that back. I'm gonna no. How funny! How no. funny! It's true though. No, that's that's awesome, man. You know what's funny is uh, her name was McKenzie too. I was Shauna McKenzie. Was, Shauna McKenzie. Something was, about interviewing McKenzie. There you go. There you go. Noted. So I, I guess we can't not talk about podcast movement a little bit. So well, before we do that, you're speaking at an event in Chicago. Why don't we talk about that? Let's talk about that. Dude, so you're speaking at Podcast Midwest podcast in Chicago. Midwest, yep. Yeah, and I'm excited, Vernon. So, I mean, I, I've heard you speak on panels and stuff. But I've never seen you do your thing solo. So I'm eager to hear what, what, what are you going to be talking about at Podcast Midwest? I'm going to be talking about sponsorship. Nice. And I, I have not. I, th- I know I submitted a um, a thing, but you know I, I usually don't look at what I submit after I submit it while I'm working on my presentation because I don't want it to influence what I try to put together. Sure. So I'm talking about podcast sponsorship basically, and how you get sponsorship for your podcast, for your blog, for your business, and ways that you can do it and deliver value. And figure out what your actual value proposition is, because a lot of the times when bloggers and podcasters, when they're when they're talking about sponsorship, they only look at it from the one thing that they've heard. And I guess the greatest example is John Lee Dumas. Yeah. You know, oh well, I got to do CPM, and they don't even they've never heard the word CPM, but they're trying to do download numbers, and you get into that whole thing, or you get into the weeds of how do I get you know. 15,000 downloads an episode. And it's like, are you kidding me? You're probably not going to get 15,000 downloads an episode anytime soon. Yeah. And there's a, there's a volume aspect to it too. So I'm going to get into a lot of that and talking about how to really create value from your entire brand, your entire brand portfolio, because it's what it is. 
your your entire property on the web. What is it, who you are, and what all you have to offer to a sponsor? Because they look at that stuff as value adds. And so I'm, I'm going in a little bit of that in, at Podcast Midwest. So I hope you guys will definitely check it out. And I'm excited about it. It's coming up here soon. So I'm, I'm excited about that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. I, I'm pumped, man. I appreciate you being willing to lower your standards and hang out with oh, us in please. Chicago. I'm glad. I, <laughs> hey, look, number one, I'm glad that it's happening in the Midwest. Yes. And I think that didn't – did that all come off of that Facebook post we saw in a group about a guy talking about no conferences in the Midwest? Was that how that Yeah, actually, uh, good that you remember that. I remember that too. I, I think, you know, we, we – Dan and I were talking about, hey, we need to um, – take podcasting to different areas of the country because, or take events that are focused on podcasting to different areas. Um, and I, I can tell you straight up, Vernon, they're not profitable events. So, you know, we're not walking away laughing to the bank. I mean, this is something, if anything, we got to get some kind of sponsorship just to break even, but it, it's worth it in the sense that it connects us with the community and uh, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, if people enjoy a podcasting event, they may consider, you know, coming to podcast movement. But that's a gamble. There's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, just the community coming together and being encouraged and learning from good people like you, Vernon, and, and some of the other speakers we have. Uh, we've, we've tested this in a couple cities now. And the, the feedback has always been really positive. People are like, man, you know, this is something that's really encouraged me and helping me to, you know, do something better with, with my podcast or help me, you know, launch my podcast. And uh, so I feel like the impact is is worth it as long as we're not losing money. Right. Yeah. No. I'm I'm super excited about it, and it's 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 going to be fun. So uh, I I can't wait. It's coming up, and uh, this time I don't have to fly anywhere. I can just drive. <laughs> yeah. How, how long of a drive is it? Yeah, it's to, about five hours. That's not too brutal. No, nah, it's right up the right up the highway and. I go down to Warrensburg, Missouri, so much to get my uh, my daughter from school that it's just like going down there and driving back, and that's yeah. that's nothing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't I can't wait can't wait on that. So t- talk about podcast movement. How do you land some of the people that you land, other than just straight up writing them a check? Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think year one it was basically asking the community to support an idea and we had enough rapport and enough relationships with podcasters where we were able to make that request and and a lot of people were willing to say yes and uh you know vernon we didn't have the uh what some would consider the blockbuster speakers in year one but we just had a a real tight-knit community and uh people really wanted to support a podcasting event and so it was encouraging once we once we did the kickstarter campaign and we got some some crowdfunding there and enough to kind of get the event going that's when some more people came on board i, I think there was some reluctance initially but you know we we were able to get that that money from the crowdfunding campaign and then we were able to get a few people like one of the first people to say yes to us was John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurial Fire. And when he said yes, it was interesting because it kind of, in my mind, proved his leadership in the community because when he said yes, all of a sudden, conveniently, some of the other people who were on the (laughs) fence or who had told us no came back to us and said, oh, John's doing it? Yeah, count me in. And I was like, okay, now that's that's interesting, right? I mean, that that, – <laughs> they didn't have the, quite the enthusiasm before John had said yes. Borrowed influence, man. Yeah, I really appreciate John saying yes, and that led the 
you know, to other people saying, Hey, I want in. And then it was kind of like a social proof kind of thing where people, there was enough people saying yes, that other people were like, yeah, I want to, I want to get in too. And then we were able to kind of put together a really nice list of, of speakers based on, you know, just enough people being willing to help. And, and now year two is different. Of course, we, we took the, um, you know, the, the money that was made from year one and we, we re uh, invested into year two. So we had some money to, you know, try to make a move towards some bigger speakers. And that was the goal all along. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, we don't, we don't just get speakers for podcast movement, at least keynote type speakers by asking them to speak for free. I mean, we had to uh, <laughs> right. pay some money, but we, we've been able to, because, because we had success with year one and we were real prudent with the way we dealt with that. We had the funds to go after bigger speakers, and because we had bigger speakers, that attracted bigger sponsors. And now we've got a nice combination of really good speakers and really good sponsors. And, yeah, it's just, I mean, we, we, it's announcement after announcement. There's always something new that's coming. We've got a huge announcement next week, Vernon. Uh, we're announcing yet another keynote speaker. We thought we were done with keynotes, but there's just one more what? that we're adding. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, I won't give it away. I just can't play oh. on the show, but it's... Uh, we're going to announce it next week, and I, I promise you, when you hear the name, you're going to be like, how in the world? What day are you going to announce it? It'll probably be on Monday, so a little over a week away. Well, so. I'll tell you what. Why don't you reveal it now, and I won't I won't publish this until after you do it. <laughs> you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, man. Come on. People break news on my show. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll break the news then. But you, you got to promise me this is between you and me until this show airs. Absolutely promise. Until I hear the announcement and get the okay from you, I will not air this. Dang, you drive a hard bargain, Vernon. I'm really kind of... And I won't talk about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd need you to agree to do that. That that would be good. All right, so our announcement uh, this time next week, which for people who are listening, it will have already happened most likely, is Glenn Beck is what? a speaker at Podcast Movement. Yep. Are you... Oh, wow. Okay, so that's between you and me. We're not going to be... That is huge. Until next week. So. I absolutely hate Glenn Beck, but... Well, well, okay. So, so the interesting thing is, we understand he's polarizing. Yes, but, uh, he's not going to be talking politics. He's talking no, podcasts. No. Yeah, because and, here's yeah. the thing: I respect the hell out of him, though, because yeah. that dude is a machine when it comes to creating content and monetizing it. He's yeah, that's yeah. I I will not be missing his session. Yeah, it, it is. It's going to be good. So whether whether you love him or hate him, what yeah. he has to say about podcasting is going to be interesting, and it, it will be relevant. So we feel like, man, that that's just a, a an amazing opportunity. Yeah, it is. And we're we're thrilled and honored to have it. And oh so I, I think that that takes podcast movement to a new level, without a doubt. Yeah, it does. I wish I hadn't agreed to t- not say anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Now that that's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. Well, yeah, I mean, it's good for the community, right? I, I sure. think it's cool to, to have someone of his relevance and of his success, yeah. uh, you know, saying, hey, I'm I'm here to, you know, talk podcasting, and I really believe in this. And we we obviously are passionate about it as well, so it should be a, a fun time. Right. Take that, Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking about this. I'm going to say this with great humility. I really mean this. But I was looking at uh, people that I respect, people that you respect, like uh, Stelzner, Michael Hyatt, you know, some of these other yeah. folks. And they put on events, but they have never put on events with people like we have at Podcast Movement. No, not meaning, at all. Meaning Glenn Beck, Aisha Tyler, Sarah Keenick. Like, and then we're not even talking about uh, Roman Mars or Pat Flynn or John Lee Dumas or Lou Mangiello. And that's yeah. just the keynote speakers. Like that, th- th- I think right there is just such a cool thing to see 
um, the community come together and, you know, two guys that were virtually nobodies, um, you know, team up with a couple other people, you know, really reach out and get, get the community wanting to be a part of it. And then now we have an event that has those types of speakers at it. I, I just think, you know, that's something that not everybody's able to pull off. And I'm, I'm pretty excited that the podcasting community has been able to do that. No, man, that's amazing. And I, I appreciate you sharing that on the show. And I'm telling you the day that you say it, I'm going to like publish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, look, yeah. look. Dan might be like, why are you telling that on people's podcast? But you, know, you promise not to post it. Yeah, I won't say it. I won't do that. Don't, don't post this until it's out. But you know. well, like I said, until I see it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you a text. Like, okay, can I hit publish? Yeah, hopefully you'll see it. Hopefully it'll be everywhere. People will be like, I can't believe this. How'd this happen? So. Well, I follow you everywhere, so I, I should see it. <laughs> Vernon, I'm very aware that that's not true. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. Painfully aware that that's not true. I pretty much follow you everywhere. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I think the next episode of your show should be about lying to your listeners. Oh, my God. You shouldn't do that. Oh, my God. Come on. I follow you on Twitter and Facebook and where else is there to follow? Instagram. It's, it's a miracle that we're still friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What is what's up with that with Instagram? It's like I don't see enough of the people that I like. I don't see your, I don't see stuff. Well, for me. I I only follow people on Instagram that follow me back. I don't follow people just to follow them. Yeah. And I'm uh I don't mean to be a snob, but I kind of am because if you're not willing to kind of see my pictures, then why should I be willing to see yours? <laughs> That's yeah. the way I look yeah. at it. Exactly. So there are some people that I'm sure we rub el- elbows with Vernon, and I, I just don't see their pictures because I'm not willing to follow them. But if they follow me, I'll follow them back. So that sounds snobby. I don't mean it to be, but no, just, it doesn't. I just don't. I don't like doing that. I don't. I don't know. I, I've always this is a pet peeve of mine with, with uh, social media, Vernon. Is I like to treat people like they're friends. I don't like to be treated like I'm a follower. Yeah. And when you treat me like I'm a follower, that's when I hang it up. Like, yeah. okay, I hear you. I, I'm not a number. I don't want to be a number on your email list. I don't want to be your follower on Twitter. <laughs> and you know. I, I I really don't like that. So when people come across that way or make me feel like I'm a number or I'm a follower, I don't pay attention to them after that. I kind of hang it up and I don't mean it to be rude. It's just kind of the way I live. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of the reasons I uh, I actually look at every Twitter follower I get. I don't I don't yeah. follow everybody that follows me because some of them are bots. And, yeah, that's true. You know, yep. Some people aren't real or they're just way too promotional, and I don't like that. But one thing I do look forward to on Facebook, when I catch it in the stream, because so much stuff just flies through, is the Friday I'm in love post that you do every Friday. <laughs> I think that's awesome because I remember those times with my little girls, and it's just – I'm like, you know, I wish I was able to spend that much time when they were little kids to do a post like that every week. I think that's one of the things that, you know – sets you apart from other people that I know. Man, I, there are people who will never listen to my podcast. They will never come to podcast movement, but they just love those pictures on Friday. So it's kind of fun. I, I've had a lot of dads tell me, you know, that that reminds them of their love for their family and, and cool, dude. Whenever you can do something that makes people kind of think about what's really important in their life, what really matters, because a lot of this other stuff is it's nice, but it don't really matter. What really matters is, you know, your family, the people that you love and, uh, I, I think that's really neat when 
you know, is there anything that you can do that, that makes people kind of reconsider, you know, what's important, what's valuable in their life. That's cool. Right. She got to share a stage with you here recently. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a talk in Tampa and Tampa's a couple hours away. So my wife, uh, her brother and their family live in Tampa. So my wife and my daughter went up with me and it was a Friday when I was doing the keynote, which I uh, still can't believe I did a keynote at an event. I don't know that I deserve that, but I did. Yeah, you did. And <laughs> my uh, daughter, the closing of that was having her get up and uh, just kind of jump up there and do a little interview with her. And so for the people in the group that was watching the talk, they, they, if they followed me or their friends, you know, mine on social media, they got the joke. But for people that uh, were new, they just thought, Oh, this is just this cute situation where he's interviewing his daughter. They didn't really understand (laughs) like the the Friday I'm in love aspect of it, but it was still fun. Right. There you go. Hashtag Friday. I'm in love. Yep. Do you use that hashtag? I've never paid attention. I just, you know, I, I don't. People have said over and over I should. And I just yeah, it's not for I that. Should, but I, I just I just put Friday in my love. It is what it is. So. There you go. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. So I sent you something. When you look at that, if you get yeah, I, I'm looking at it. And I'm, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. curious about what it is I'm looking at. That was that was one of my slides at New Media Expo. Oh, that's a good slide. There Dude, you go. Any, anytime I can hang with Cynthia and right, Patrice, man, I'm all in. It, I, it went through. I, it took me a lot to figure out who to put in there. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll confess too on on this podcast. I mean, I'm happily married. I I am a, a family man, 100. Um, percent But but I will say that my I am typically attracted to ethnic girls. I don't know why that is, but yeah. that's like uh, yeah, it is. It's kind of what it is. So when I'm around uh, pretty girls like Patrice and Cynthia, I'd be like, dude, that's cool. I'm down with that. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But you I'll know, it's, it. it's people that have had impact as far as either just a fun time, personal relationship that were just really easy to talk to. Uh, Patrice obviously has been a big influence and somebody I got a chance to know really, really well. You, of course, uh, Cynthia got a chance to, you know, really talk to her a lot more than I thought I ever would and kind of her husband Rob and we were in South Carolina so last year last year a couple of years ago we we're going to try to meet up it didn't happen because the wife just did not want to drive two hours after driving yeah, all the way that. across the country but it's a long way just a good friend and, and Chris Ducker I got a chance to really really hang out with Chris Ducker and guys I'll put the slide up in the uh in the show notes so you can see exactly what we're talking about but I put you on there one because I think you you gave me an opportunity to be at an event that was a national event. And when building a speaking career, it's important that you get a chance to be at big events. And although podcast movement was new, it was still a big event and it's going to continue to be a bigger event. And I really do appreciate that. And I thought that out of everyone I've talked to, all the guests I've had and everyone I've met, you've been one of the most accommodating people, one of the kindest people that I've met. And one of the ones that have been willing to just give of yourself and just what I talked about earlier, and I noticed that you do that with other people, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is one of those friendships that come from doing this thing that I absolutely love to do, which is podcasting that I just want everybody else to do if they have a message or just something to say. So just wanted to make sure you saw that before we got off the interview. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Vernon. That's very kind of you. And, yeah, man, that, uh, that all – I think at, at the end of the day, it all goes back to maple syrup. I think that's a good note to end it on, Jerry. <laughs> I think so, man. In, in something sweet. So where, where can everybody find you online? 
Uh, we have uh, an event. If podcasting interests you, then podcastmovement.com is an event where Glenn Beck will be speaking and Aisha Tyler and several others. And then uh, I have a podcast. So once you run out of episodes of Vernon Show and you're looking for just one more podcast, only after you've run out of episodes of Vernon, you're waiting for that next one, uh, go over to starvethedoubts.com. You can check out a couple of cool episodes. Actually, Vernon was gracious to join myself and uh, Kamanzi, my co-host, and we talked with Patrice, so that's a good episode to check out if you if you want to listen to yeah, was a, good a few people that we've mentioned on the show. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. I really did enjoy that. It was an honor to be on. Yeah, that was fun. All right, cool. Who you're on Twitter? Who are who are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is interesting. Some people get the way I tweet, and then some people hate it. So I've gotten uh, oh some, really quite the responses on that. But but yeah, my name is just first and last name, one word, Jared Easley. I'll have to stick you in a list or something. So I use the <laughs> I use the native native Twitter app a lot. Yeah, so I I miss a lot of tweets. So I'll have to uh, I have to throw it in tweet deck and put a column there so I can see what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm I like what? So. I, I, well, okay. So here here's my. I'll be very quick and then we'll wrap this up. Is I I I spend almost all of my tweets on on basically talking up other people. So. I'm sharing, you know, hopefully I'm sharing your episode. Vernon. You do, yeah. I'm sharing other people's content. And there are some people who get that and some people don't. But what I found in doing that is that opens up the door for me to have a stronger connection with you, Vernon, right? Because at the end of the day, um, I may not read every blog post. I may not look, listen to every podcast. But when I have a friend like you, Vernon, I want you to win and I want people to know about what you're up to. And so while I may not have listened to every episode of the Social Strategy Podcast, I still believe in what you're doing. I want to support you in that way. And, and so a simple tweet, I mean, the, the lifespan of a tweet is not very long. Mm-hmm. But if I can put out tweets that are sharing what you're up to and people find it or people enjoy that, then I feel like that's the right way to tweet. So that's my strategy. It's not a perfect strategy, but it's one that I use. Uh, you know what? It's a, pre- it's a pretty good one, and I hope people take, take that with them. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, this was fun. I enjoyed it. Dude, absolutely, Vernon. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Chicago. It's coming up pretty quick, by the way. It's coming up pretty quick, just a couple weeks away, man. Three weeks away, we'll be hanging out in Chicago and and doing things we can't talk about on the podcast. Right, awesome. I can't wait to post this. We'll talk about it on the podcast. All right, thanks a lot, Jared. (laughs) All right, see you, Vern. All right. Okay, that was pretty amazing. Some really interesting news. Glenn Beck, how do you guys like that? The reaction to it in the in the social, the, the forum on Facebook, the podcast movement, past, present, future attendees, speakers, and everybody. It was interesting. A lot of people didn't like it. Some people cheered it. I'm no Glenn Beck fan. As I said, I think he has a, a horrible message totally against a lot of the stuff that's out there on the blaze and what he puts out and what he put out on TV for years. But as an artist, I respect him as a podcaster. So I'm going to find out what he has to say and listen to him as a content creator because he is a master at creating content. So I want to find out what he has to say, learn from him and take that for what it is. You know, there are a lot of people that say they weren't going to go to podcast movement or not a lot, but there were a few that say, well, I'm not going now because I'm not going to do anything that's going to contribute a dime to Glenn Beck's podcast. And although I don't like his message, I don't dislike him as a person, and I'm not that worried about it. He's got millions of dollars coming in from The Blaze and all other kind of stuff that he does. Me not going to podcast movement is not going to affect his pocket, not one bit. So 
I will be there at podcast movement supporting Jared and Dan. So that's kind of that. I'll step off my soapbox now. Reflect back on this episode. Some of the things that Jared was talking about as far as pumping people up and highlighting the achievements of other people and talking about, you know, how great they are or promoting a podcast episode just to help other podcasters to help get their message out there to new audiences is so important. And he does such a good job at it. He's so gracious and is actually a very genuine thing that he does. And it comes from a genuine space because I see him take the time to learn a little bit about each person that he interacts with and then share that information with people. If you guys listened to the last interview with Reese Sims, Jared actually introduced me to Reese at New Media Expo. And then that started that relationship. And now she's been on the show and she is awesome. So if you have not heard that episode, go back, listen to it. Check out the clamor if you want a little 15 second clip of what is actually in the episode and go check it out. With that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Remember, go out to socialstrategyacademy.com. Check it out. Sign up for the free sponsorship success kit. It's got templates, pitch letters. All kinds of stuff in there. Definitely make sure to reach out. Email me, Vernon at VernonRoss.com. That's V-E-R-N-O-N at VernonRoss.com. Vernon at VernonRoss.com. Email me. I want to know what you guys think. Keep tagging me on Instagram. Snapchat me at Ross PR. Yeah, I'm on there. Snapchat's the devil, but I'm still trying to use it. Of course, on Twitter at Ross PR. And you can find me, Vernon Ross, on Facebook. So with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. And I will see you in the next episode. This one.